so important that we pray for one another. It's so important that we believe God can bring change in the life of an individual. One uh, such individual that has been a part of our church for over 13 years is Brother Dwayne Ovalle. Some of you may know the Ovalle family. Um, and Brother Dwayne and his, his newlywed, Sylvia, moved out to the desert area. They live in La Quinta, California. I don't know if you know where La Quinta, California is. It's about, about an hour and a half from here, probably two hours with a little bit of uh, Southern California traffic. Well, we were able to spend a couple of days with Brother Dwayne and his wife, Sylvia, these last couple um, of Friday and Saturday of this weekend where my son was at a baseball tournament with his high school. It was wonderful to see Dwayne and Sylvia serving the Lord and plugged into a church there in La Quinta. And just to, just to prove to you that God is real and that God cares and that God is involved, um, some of our former members of our church as, as well, Rob Ralph, lives in La Quinta there with his wife and their three kids. And we saw them on Friday. So Rob and Dwayne and Sylvia and Robbie Jr. were all there at the game with us at La Quinta High. And Dwayne was telling us about the church that they attend called the Garden Fellowship. Well, as he mentioned Garden Fellowship, Brother Robbie Ralph says, hey, that's our church. We've been there 20 plus years. And, and, and God just the, the fellowship that we had there at the baseball game was just a blessing. Now, I wanted to testify about Brother Dwayne. He came out of prison 14 years ago. And his brother, Brother Mike Ovalle, who's a part of our church. I don't, I don't see Brother Mike and, and Melinda. They're not here to, today. They normally sit at the back row where Brother Adrian's sitting. Well, um, they brought Dwayne, got him plugged into Mission Ebenezer. He was a part of our men's group. He was a part of... Um, Kingdom Works, which was our ministry to men that are on their way to recovery, restoration. Lived here at the church for about half a year. And he got plugged into his community college courses that he was taking while he was in prison. We jumped right into education. Finished his degree. As soon as he finished his degree, he got into a trade and started school a month after he finished his AA degree. Thirteen years later, Dwayne is faithfully serving the Lord with his wife. They have their own beautiful place there in La Quinta. My father and I and the boys were able to enjoy that and have fellowship with the desert dwellers. Um, and uh, I was thankful to be back home in L.A. yesterday. The reason why I share about Brother Duane Ovalle, number one, you can keep him in your prayers as, as they continue to serve the Lord out there. But our church is committed to restoring. Somebody say restoring. Equipping, someone say equipping, and sending, someone say send. We want you to know that the mission of Jesus Christ is for you to be restored to the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. To be equipped for ministry so that you learn what your ministry is. So that you go to the heart of God and find out what the ministry is that God has given to you. We're going to talk about one of those ministries today when we read the Word. God has given you a ministry. 
God has given all of us a ministry because we are all ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Once we learn that ministry, once we are equipped in the word of God, somebody say the word. God send us back out. God sends us to those that he has called us to reach. God sends us to, to find and disciple others in the way that you were discipled. And the way that you came to Jesus. Mission Ebenezer Family Church is a church where we care about your growth. We care to see you trained. We care to see your heart open to learning and growing and finding the ministry that God has given to you so that you can give that ministry away to others. Somebody say to others. If you have a bulletin, I want you to take hold of your bulletin and I want you to turn it over. If you need a bulletin, raise your hand and prayerfully our ushers can get, put a bulletin in your hand. If you need a bulletin, would you raise your hand? We have a brother over here in the back. Is there anybody else that needs a bulletin? All right, we're good. Maybe you could share and families are able to look, look on. And we're going to read this together. On the back side of our bulletin, we want you to familiarize yourselves with the mission way. The mission way is what we call it. It's nothing different from the word of God and the biblical commission that Jesus gave us as believers. Let's all read these, this about us section on the top of the bulletin. Ready? Begin. We are Mission Ebenezer Family Church, the mission. We're a multicultural, multi-generational, family-oriented Pentecostal church that seeks to be a lighthouse in Los Angeles. We're a church on a mission. That mission is to restore, equip, and send people to impact the world for Christ. We will do this through a commitment to worship, prayer, the word, and service. Hallelujah. And you see, we've, 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 we've pulled out our, our mission statement. Let's continue reading. We exist to restore, equip, and send people to impact the world for Christ. Restore. Restoring people to God, family, church, and community, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20, which is our key text for the day. Our second is equip. Equipping people... For a life of ministry and growth. Somebody say amen. amen. And finally, send. Sending people to impact family, community, and the world. According to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So you see, there's a rhyme and reason to it all. We're simply bringing the word of God into digestible morsels. That, and, and, and spiritual food that we can digest. That we can receive and that we can make our own it's not enough just to know jesus just to receive jesus for when jesus came and handpicked his disciples and and trained up those that he had called what did he do he trained them up and he sent them out so don't get comfortable don't get comfortable in our spiritual seat don't get comfortable in a life where we just simply keep Moving through life, and sometimes life gets difficult, all the more reason why we need to press in, why we need to grow, 
and why we would love for you to continue to pray about the ministry that God has given to you. We would love to enjoy the fruit of it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So um, all of that to say God restores, equips, and sends. And Brother Duane Ovalle is, is a wonderful testimony um, of what God does in the life of a believer when the word is alive and present. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to begin in verse 14. If you have your Bible, you can follow along. If you have the church app, you can uh, follow, follow us in the, the Bible section of the church app. You can download the church app at the mission uh, dash la mission. Go to the app store and you can download that right there and you can stay connected and plugged into our church. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, excuse me, verse 14 through 20. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. And therefore, all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. We live for Jesus. And was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I want you to chew on that for a moment. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if any man, if any woman, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Hallelujah. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So that we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to open our minds, open our hearts, and open our spiritual eyes to see beautiful things in your word. Father, we pray that you would restore us to brand new. Make us new, Father God, from the inside out. Help us, Lord, to understand what, what this ministry of reconciliation means. Help us, Father God, to learn about who Jesus is and and, and what he has done and what it means for us. Help us, Lord, to not see the world the way we used to see it. Because now, Father, you've given us new eyes. You've given us a new spirit. We bind and rebuke that old spirit. 
We bind and rebuke those old thoughts. We bind and rebuke the old way of life. We bind and rebuke the way the world had a grip on us. And Lord, we step into newness right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we trust you, Lord, and we love you. And we desire to serve you with everything that we have. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Give God a hand of praise today, church. Give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Now, I don't mind things that are used. I don't mind things that were previously owned by somebody else. I don't mind a certified pre-owned vehicle. I don't mind shopping at the Goodwill and buying used clothing. It's cheaper. I don't mind things that were of the former nature. Those things aren't bad. But I tell you what, I never turned down anything new. How many of you guys like things that are new? How many of you like things that are brand new? How many of y'all like brand spanking new? I know somebody had a birthday recently, Aaron. At, at our birthdays, you get new things. At Christmas, you get new things. If you're cheap, you kind of re-gift old things, though, you know what I'm saying? But everybody likes new things. And God specializes in newness. God specializes in making something fresh. God specializes in making sure that everything that he does bears his image of goodness and newness. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. When you're a kid, you see somebody chewing some gum, it's the last piece. You're like, Give me, let me get a piece of that, bro. Like, hey, man, that's ABC gum. It's already been chewed. You know, as Christians, we don't want to be just recycled, going back to the same thing, struggling through the same things, not being able to break free, be unshackled by the old. But God wants to bring us into the new. God wants to renew us. And I have news for us today, and, and I hope to encourage you with something. I want you to catch hold of, uh, of this that God dropped in my spirit today. Did you know in the history of humankind, did you know in the thousands of years that we can read about in history, that today has never happened? Today has never happened. It's never been experienced. It's brand spanking new. It still has its wrapping on it. It still has the price tag on it. It was given with the gift receipt from God. And it's up to you what you want to do with today. It's up to you how you want to use today. It's up to you how you want to open the gift that today is for your life. 
It's up to you how you want to live it. It's up to you how you want to perceive it. It's up to you how you want to bless it. It's up to you how you want to walk in it. It's up to you how you want to receive it. It's up to you how you're going to go about it. Today has never been lived. Today is brand new. Hallelujah. I thank God for new. Yesterday already happened. Yesterday is already gone. I don't know what you made of yesterday. Whatever it was, good, bad, or indifferent, it don't even matter. Today is what counts. Today, your day in Christ counts. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, God. Today is what counts. It doesn't matter if you failed yourself. Today counts counts. It doesn't matter if you failed your spouse. Today is what matters. Today is what counts. It doesn't matter if you promise God in the new year. Today is what matters. Today is what counts. Because tomorrow has never happened. The apostle Paul had to convince the church at Corinth that the old way of life and the things that they had experienced and all of, the, all of the bad and all of the bad habits and all of the vices and on the old way of life, the pre-Christ or the before-Christ things that they were experiencing in their church at that very moment had to be dealt with spiritually. Because sometimes we have a tendency to bring the old into the new. Sometimes we have a bad habit. Somebody say a bad habit. Some of us have a bad habit of bringing yesterday into today. Some of us have a bad habit of bringing yesterday's nightmarish memories into today. Some of us have a bad habit of looking at the brother or the sister or the situation of yesterday and bringing it back into today, which doesn't allow us to see today or to see tomorrow in a new way, in a new perception or the way the Bible has taught us to go about the newness of Christ, the freshness of Christ, the, the, the enjoyment, the mercies of today. The graces of today cannot be experienced, cannot be enjoyed, cannot be um, um, walked in because we're stuck on yesterday. We're stuck on last year. We're stuck on what they said. We're stuck on the way they made you feel. Somebody say, I bind you feelings in Jesus name. Bible says the heart is wicked above what? All things. Don't trust it. Yesterday. Yesterday was a gift, but it was yesterday. You may have put a couple of good days together and today you feel like walking like a holy saint. Well, carry the spirit. But not the judgment and the legalism and the self-righteousness that sometimes may come along with it. We have a propensity to carry the things that are not what God has desired for you and I in order that we build up the body of Christ. Somebody say build up. We got to build up. But some of us think that our mission is to tear down. That's a lie from Satan. 
We have bad habits that we've carried with us that happened to us or that we were taught or that we, were, that we have learned. But the body of Christ is the body. Somebody say body. Last time I checked, the body is supposed to heal itself. Last time I checked, the body is supposed to help itself. Last time I checked, the body is supposed to work together. The last time I checked, the body is many parts, not just one. The last time I checked, the body has so many different functions and so many different gifts and so many different abilities and so many different systems. The body, somebody say the body. God has given us the body and Paul is talking to the body of Christ at Corinth and he's teaching them that they have to let go of their old ways. They have to let go of the old way of judging. I like that quote in Nacho Libre or Esqueleto. And Nacho are in the, they're in the locker room. They're in the, they're in the pre-match waiting room. And Nacho's, he's really concerned about Esqueleto's salvation because he's never been baptized. Oh, you, I'm serious. That, that's, a, that's a godly movie. And Nacho says, I'm concerned about your salvation. Because you've never been baptized. So he, wa he walks up behind him and he's got a little bucket of water and he goes, be baptized. And he grabs the skeleton's long hair and dips his head in the water. And he's like, hallelujah, he's saved. The body is supposed to help the body. Be concerned about one's salvation. Be concerned about one's walk. Be concerned about one's well-being. We have to make sure that we don't get caught up in what happened before. Can I hear an amen? The next part I want to talk about today is something that we don't always get a chance to focus on when we talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, which, in my opinion, is a great verse to memorize. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. The old is past and the, 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 uh, all things become new. Amen? It's good to memorize these scriptures because memorizing scriptures helps us to hold on to the things of God, the things of the Word of God, which can help direct us and lead us forward. It says right here, what Paul, look, what it, look what it says. Join me now, you guys. Join me in verse, verse 18. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Pause there. This, this idea of ministry of reconciliation. A ministry is something that we utilize. Ministry is something that we do. The word in Greek is latreia. Ministry is something that we do. It's a work. It's physical. It's tangible. It's an expression. It's a way to communicate an inner truth, a theological truth of who God is and what he's done in us as the body of Christ. Are you following me, church? So Paul now, because he has experienced and witnessed and has gone through this idea of reconciliation, it now became a ministry of his. Somebody say, ah, what you go through in your conversion, 
what you go through in your salvation journey, in your faith walk, becomes your ministry. What you go through, biblically, what you go through in your experience with God, what you go through in learning the Word of God, should become your ministry. Paul knew what reconciliation was all about. And he could speak to it as kind of a professional. Because the ministry of reconciliation was building upon the Jewish religious tradition or religious work of atonement. Somebody say, somebody say atonement. I simply ask you to repeat after me or say certain words so that you can, you can say the word, you can embody the word, you can write the word down, you can study the word, you can dive deeper into these words throughout the week as you continue your study in the word of God from Sunday. Don't just leave Sunday morning message um, back in the past. Bring the message with you. Bring it forward. Go deeper. Study God's word. Let it change your life. Let it transform your life. Let it reform your life. Let it bring conviction. Let it renew your life. Paul's ministry of reconciliation was building upon the Jewish or the Old Testament thought of atonement. And atonement meant one being atoned or becoming at one with God. Back in the Old Testament, the way that something was atoned was by the shedding of blood. And the Old Testament sacrificial cult. Yeah, I said cult. It's just what it's called. I'm not talking about maybe your understanding of a cult. We're talking about the sacrificial cult. The sacrificial service or the work or the ministry of sacrifice was to bring things back together. And so the shedding of blood of an animal, what it did was it produced atonement. It was a symbolic, metaphoric, but also very tangible and real way that the, the people of Israel or the body of Christ, uh, not, not the body of Christ, but, but the, uh, the nation of Israel to come into an understanding or a right relationship with God. And what, what is rightness dealing with anyways? If something has to be made right, that means it's what? Come on, y'all. If something needs to be made right, that means it is what? It's wrong or it's bad or it's flawed or it's erroneous or it's messed up or it's been been attacked or it's been injured or it's been um, um, faulty or it's been. Uh, 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 what, what are some more words? Infiltrated, penetrated, affected, so on and so forth. Perverted. And that's our lives. Our lives are affected by, by life, by hurt, by pain. Man, if we could all just walk with God and walk in peace and be in love and, and just say good words and encourage one another and edify one another. And if there was just a switch, we could just turn on and just leave it all on all the time. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And just walk every day and just hallelujah, praise the Lord every day. You know how tiring that would be? You ever try putting on a smile on your face 24 hours a day, all day? Any of you guys sleep like that? Boomy says she catches me sleeping sometimes. I just smile at her. What were you thinking about, you? That was a good one. It's hard. 
impossible. Why we need today. Why we need new. Thank God for new. Ah, thank God for Jesus. So without Jesus, ain't no new. Raise your hand, you tried it on your own. Raise your hand, you tried it on your own. Someone say no can do. We've all tried it. We've all tried it. We've all tried to live according to our on our own laurels. We've all tried to, to be holy and righteous. We've all tried to be perfect. Oh man. I was raised in my mind and my thinking. I, I used to actually try to be perfect. It didn't get me very far. So the Lord showed me grace. Sometimes he's got to let us fall in order to experience grace. Sometimes God's got to let us fall in order to somebody to come alongside and grab you by the hand and pick you up and say, man, there's Jesus. And you know who sometimes represents Jesus to the world? The ambassadors. Us. Your Jesus to the world who never knew him. We are Jesus to people who don't know what new is. Right, Mama Kathy? New. I thank God for new. I thank God for new days. I thank God for new periods, new seasons, new times. I thank God for new revelation. I thank God for new insight. I thank God for new understanding because as Christians, we need to constantly grow. We need to constantly understand. We need to constantly embody so that we can then actually bring what we've learned today into tomorrow, which is the new day. Because tomorrow is going to be the new day. And tomorrow you're going to bring the new you into the world, into time, space, and history. Because we're writing history right now. We get a chance to rewrite history every day, every moment, because God has given us the gift of today. God made us a new creation, a new creature. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. His new mercies are new every morning. New every morning. New every morning, great is thy what? Faithfulness, O Lord, great is thy faithfulness. So new doesn't depend on whether or not you can bring the new, because you can't bring the new. God brings the new. You learn to trust in God. You learn to trust in Jesus, who's the reconciler. You learn to trust in Jesus who makes all things new. And guess what? The difficulty of life that you were experiencing, you don't have to carry it with you anymore. You don't have to slave under the burden of hate and anger and hurt and being let down and being abused and being broken and being mistreated and being neglected by life, by people, by family, by folks that want to hurt you. Don't go to the, the news app on Apple. You'll be discouraged by the things that you see in the world. Don't read all of the terrible things that are going in the news. Babies being abused by adults. 
sexually and, and babies being hurt and people hurting one another and the violence and the killing and the, and the heartache and the pain. No wonder why we don't know what to do with, the, with life when life happens. We can go like this if everything is okay. And never, but guess what? Tragedy strikes even if it's not intentional. We are afflicted and we are inflicted. And the reason why we need Jesus and why we need new is because when tragedy does strike and when accidents happen and cars flip on the freeway and people fall asleep at the wheel and folks die and succumb to this terrible, ugly, ugly disease, ucky muggy disease that I call it with Lola and cancer and divorce. Guess what? You and I are confronted with the question, the reality of life, what are you going to do? How are we going to face it? How are we going to overcome? How are we going to rise up and be victorious in Jesus? And the word of God is simple. It says, run to Jesus. Run to the cross. Run to God. Be ye reconciled to God. Lean on Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Sing to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has given us a new start every day. Wonderful. That's why there's a, people say, oh, there's nothing spiritual about a new year. It's just another day. That's a cynic in you. Oh, it's just the same old, same, same blank, different day. People got all their sayings, right? Man, deliver them from that saying. And, and if that's one of your sayings, rebuke that saying in the name of Jesus. Ask God to give you a praise language where you can glorify God, praise God, begin to lift up his name and not carry around four letter words that are a part of our language. God wants to bring us into a new way of thinking, a new way of life, a new way of trusting, a new way of living. Hallelujah. The ministry of reconciliation. What's your ministry? You've been, a, you've been reconciled to God. Raise your hand if you believe in Jesus and you trust in Jesus. Raise your hand. If you're thankful for Jesus, somebody shout and say amen. amen. If you're encouraged but knowing that God covered you and God loves you and you receive it today, raise your hand, make some noise, clap. Put your hands together and, and let God know. So let me ask you the question, what's your ministry? What's your ministry? What did you experience? Was it forgiveness? It's your ministry. Has somebody come, leave the 99 and find you where you were on your way to the, back to the world and find, find you where you were, broken, doubting, desperate, discouraged, hurting, lonely? Somebody come and find you? Somebody come and restore you? Did somebody cut through the... the the dangling vines through the, through the jungle to come and get you? Did somebody walk through the desert parched, throwing caution to the wind to come and find you in the desert mirage of life? Did somebody make their way through the concrete jungle of Los Angeles, physically finding you and grabbing you and pulling you out of the situation that you were in? And that's your ministry. Go find them. Go get them. 
Go pull them out. Go love them. Go lift them up with your words. That's your ministry. Was your marriage restored by the ministry of reconciliation? That's your ministry. Did God do a miracle in your life? Did God heal your body? Did God physically heal you from sickness and disease? That's your ministry. Be a healer in Jesus' name. With the same faith and the measure of faith that God has given to you because of your experience. You can't deny God. I can't either. I can't resist God. Neither can you. God's no respecter of persons. God happens to us. <laughs> God happens to us. God happened to you. That's your ministry. Hey, you don't have a tragic uh, story. You don't have a, a you don't have a, a, a overwhelming testimony that's that's a jaw dropper. You don't have a story that people are gonna sit around and want to listen. Praise God! That's your story. That's your testimony. That's your ministry. Your ministry has been faithfulness and goodness and mercy and grace and 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 and, and, and dedication. That's your ministry. Because God wants to use the whole body. Somebody say the whole body. So when Corinth was going through their issues of incest, when Corinth was going through their issues of prejudice, when Corinth was going through their issues of, 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 of classism, read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when they were having the family time of communion. The rich were over there eating turkey and chicken and steak, and the poor Christians of the church in Corinth were over here. They were just rubbing a few crumbs together and just staring over there. And those over there didn't invite these over here to go over there. And these over here had love and compassion and mercy and recipients of God's goodness. And these folks over here had forgotten what God had delivered. They forgot their ministry. Somebody say ministry. They forgot their ministry that, they, that God blessed them, gave them the ability to give. They had the ministry of helps, ministry of giving, the ministry of financial gift and they forgot to share that gift that tangible gift with with them paul wanted the church at corinth to understand that the whole body of christ is supposed to come together so that we can lift one another up that the brown people and the white people and the black people and the and the red people and the asian people all come together the mixed families and the, the mixed Racial kids will all come together. We wouldn't neglect or forget or stick to one, but we would go beyond and we would go to one another, love one another, embrace one another, put in check the old. Somebody say the old. Put in check what you learned in the past. Put in check what, what the grandparents and the folks used to say around the house and the names and the stories and the jokes. Put all that in check. Say, I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. All things become new. The old has passed away. Glory to God. And that was the lamest clap. It should have been the loudest clap. God's given us a ministry. Can I hear an amen? God's given you a ministry. Ministry of love. Ministry of... Could be sport. Ministry of music. I mean, speaking of which, how many of y'all want the, our music team, worship team to come on out right now? Okay, let's welcome up our minister, our worship, our worship ministry. Come on, team. They're back there watching on the television. They got audio, so they're getting the word of God. They're here all day, so we, we, 
We love them. We're thankful for them. As they come out right now, and they're going to lead us to a, through a time of prayer, a, a time of praise. As we, as we, be, as we prepare to, to round out the service today, y'all going to go watch your football games. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Y'all do that today. Right now, everybody stand. Oh, yeah. Pray about what your ministry is. What is your ministry? Is it teaching? Is it serving? Is it helping? Y'all know we need a whole bunch of children's ministers and we need helpers in the children's ministry. You love kids and you're able to work with kids. Y'all know what I'm saying? We need your help, right, Sister Esther? We need your help, men and women that are called. We want you to be used in the body of Christ. Right now, we're going to sing. We're going to sing with all our hearts, with all our minds. We invite those who are following and watching with us online to join us in this wonderful time of prayer. How many of you are encouraged today? How many of you are encouraged today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want you to ask God to show you what your ministry. I want you to take this step up and, and take a step of faith. Women, we need more ushers. Oh, ushers are all men. No, we need more women ushers that will be faithful, that can greet, host, provide wonderful love, and accommodate those who are coming to know Jesus. If you have the, the ministry of, of evangelism, somebody say evangelism. You got the ministry of evangelism. Guess what? Invite people to church. But hey, when things clear up, you feel safe. Come on to church, man. You need to come and receive the word of God where Jesus is transforming lives, where people are being renewed, where they can see and get a little taste of the glory. A little taste. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's your gift, evangelism. Bringing good news with that love, that your story, your way, your being, your life. Invite friends, neighbors, co-workers to come to Jesus. Father God, hallelujah. Come on team, let's sing that song together. We can do all things. Come on, come on people of God. Jesus is still undefeated. I know, still undefeated. I know.